play, let it play. of soul man so many amazing hits so amazing so many amazing hits and to think I could go I can go from this to the heaviest most abrasive music on the planet and it and it, it hits in similar ways I love it I love it all so much and um, no place I'd rather be at seven o'clock than doing this and getting a nice day of work in by Hooker by Crook. And it was a good day, better day than yesterday. And I hope that you're all ready for a nice little bit of a low-key stroll through the park with me. Because we have so much to do and so much to talk about. Most, most importantly, I had this thread that was sent to me about a week ago that I really, really loved. And I once again, I said, keeping this on the back burner until something triggers me. And then I saw all the fake revolutionaries in Washington, D.C., including 17 members of Congress, fake getting arrested over the right to kill their babies, or the, the purported right, I should say. Ridiculous. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, more than all of them. So I want to talk about fake revolutionaries, and it, it, it rides on the back of a really awesome thread I think that you guys would like. I like these deep dive kind of threads, the, the cultural dive type of threads so we'll be doing that uh we'll be taking some calls in the second half and uh i don't know i just the the easy going week the light load lifting week continues have some headlines we'll do in the opening and and away we go so uh, i want to thank my sponsors for this evening first and foremost that is bluemonsterprep.com and you should all really, if you have not done it, you probably hear me say this all the time now. And it doesn't make it any less important. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Go there sometime and click through and see all the things that it's, I often call it, an internet superstore for all of your preparedness needs. And it's true. Because the categories of things that are there and the, 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 the product selection that you have before you really is something that in itself makes you go, wow, no, I don't have that. No, I don't have that either. Oh, I can see how that would be useful. Whether it be communication, when your tablets and iPhones are reduced to shit. Whether it be water filtration. You know, the power goes out, the pumps go out. Things like that. Water filtration, food, um, anything you may need. First aid, things for your pets. So go ahead and take a look at everything you have at quitefrankly.tv. Go to the affiliates page, and there is Blue Monster Prep at the top, along with all of our other wonderful sponsors and friends. But BlueMonsterPrep.com, 
you are not going to get better customer service than Pat and Gina will provide. And they can give you the planning. They can give you the uh, the insight and in how to use the products that are on the, the site, especially those specialty medical things. So uh, like the stop bleed kits and things like that. Talk to Pat and Gina about anything, especially if it's budgeting, prioritization, all of that. Go ahead and do it and use promo code FRANKLY to get all of your shipping taken right off the top like it's a haircut okay um just a little bit of a little bit of an update i know everybody is very very concerned about skip he's uh doing a little bit better today than he did yesterday he's at least alert has excellent recall uh, they're continuing with antibiotics and feeding and all that stuff and, and dialysis. So he's doing he's doing better than he did yesterday. And me and Anthony and Mike went by and we made sure that we we uh, we gave him a, a nice shot of inspiration and good vibes, pictures, making him laugh. My mom went by there too. And for anybody that's trying to that, that wants to that wants to pray for Skip but doesn't know who to concentrate on, here he is at the far right of this picture this is uh, uh, the last time we all went out for his birthday last uh last june at jimmy's in connecticut somewhere that's matt and me and mike and anthony and skip on the right we spend a lot of years together a lot of vacations a lot of fun um good times that's a boys night out right there so that's who you that's who you think about not that God doesn't know who he is. I mean, how how insulting, right? But a lot of people usually say, do you have a picture? So I, I have something to concentrate on. There you have it. I just want to put that out in case anybody else was wondering. All right. Um, tonight was supposed to be George Alexopoulos and Razor Fist, but I'm just trying to keep my, my as hard as that was for me to postpone. I had just wanted to keep my plate kind of easy to... to work around so the next one rob will be in on thursday but we got rich barris next monday that's always an autopilot kind of a show and uh, it'll be easy week next week as well we're knocking on the door of august now august 2nd roseanne Barr comes in and uh we have more in the works so i hope that you guys are all really enjoying yourself because i'm having a fun time putting this together with you all right, into the grab bag we go. First one up, what do we have? California's farmland rapidly turns to dust amid water crisis. As, uh, as much of the U.S. suffers from a historic drought, all eyes have shifted to Californian farmers as hundreds of thousands of acres become fallow in a state, of, uh, in a state responsible for a tremendous amount of U.S. food production. Unprecedented cuts to water supplies are jeopardizing the future of growing for many farmers. Drought conditions are worsening, make it harder for farmers to irrigate crops. Now, here's the one thing you might ask yourself. Hmm. If they have been able to seed clouds and create rain wherever, draw rain off, we have been using rain clouds to either starve crops in enemy te uh, uh, territory or bring down rain, tsunami-like rain, typhoon-like rain, I should say, typhoon-like rain that could drown out people in the Ho Chi Minh Trail, you should ask yourself, why the hell, why the hell is this happening? Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know, but maybe one day they'll 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 figure out how to use their technology for good. Anyway, this continues. Unprecedented cuts to water supplies are jeopardizing the future. As fields dry up and farm production drops, uh, Josu Median uh, Azurara, an associate professor at University of California, uh, Merced, told Bloomberg that 800,000 acres of farmland could be unworked this year, more than double the acreage last year, which would be significant. So add this on top of all the food processing plant fires, the tens of millions of chickens and hens and everything else that are being culled because they they popped up negative or positive on a fucking PCR test. You just throw it all into the mix. The energy costs skyrocketing, which is already going to affect farming and, and cultivation of crops. Just throw it into the mix because we know that it's not hard for a cloud to be seeded. But um, we got a nice drink of water yesterday. It rained all day. Put a little bit of blush on the earth over here. Here's the next one we have. From Just the News, federal prosecutors declined to prosecute Stephen Colbert's team for unlawful entry into the Capitol. Remember when we talked about that? Well, they would not have declined to prosecute if Stephen Colbert's team were made up of 69-year-old ladies with cancer. They would be made an example of. But, of course, Colbert does a wonderful Trump impression. So he's on the level. He's on the square. The same U.S. Attorney's Office that has prosecuted scores of January 6th protesters for trespassing and other crimes has declined to prosecute nine members of the TV comedian. You want to listen, they called him a comedian. John Solomon called him a comedian. He's not funny. TV comedian Stephen Colbert's late show production team for unlawful entry into a congressional office building. Capitol Police announced Monday evening. Quote, the United States Capitol Police has been working with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia on June 16, 2022, unlawful entry case that involved a group of nine people associated with the late show. The United States Capitol Police were just informed the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia is declining to prosecute the case. So, once again, just... I don't know. That's the justice system. It's not even a lottery. It's a it's a casino. It is a casino. Now we have a little bit more coming from the uh, the Far East, or I would just say the Eastern Europe, the Ukraine area. Here's a few more updates. As we all know, because Sean was talking about it last night, wonderful show. If you're watching this on YouTube right now and you're like, Frank, did you take Monday night off? No. We were on, but we imme- I immediately deleted the show because we talked about a lot of things. It was a... We talked about a lot of things. And Sean was on. Corey Diggs was on. It was a great show. You can listen to it on Rumble and BitChute and all the podcast platforms. I always put a link to the Rumble videos inside the podcast platform, inside the podcast description. So I would really suggest all of you go to quitefrankly.tv, go to the on-demand section or the about section, go to the, the SoundCloud, and you can... You can subscribe to Quite Frankly there or iTunes or wherever else. SoundCloud RSS is out to everything else. And I would just say make sure because the podcasting platforms are a lot safer than the video hosting platforms uh, and the video streaming platforms. Rumble and BitChute are pretty solid. But um, 
I always put the video link inside of the podcast description, so you always have that to fall back on. Two-in-one, you get your listening experience. You can jump in the video when you want. But we talked a lot about the world and different things that are going on. Sean brought up Gazprom, and we talked a little bit about the measures that are being taken in Europe to cut back on Russian energy dependence, which, of course, is just going to be disastrous. Um, but re- Europe and the United States are being reset, so they're just they're putting on a sad face. They're calling it things like energy sobriety, but it's really called we are launching you further into feudalism. Gazprom declared uh, force majeure and shut off all gas today to Germany indefinitely. That was yesterday. Russia said it would wipe Ukraine off the map if it attacks Russian territory one more time uh, with U.S. missiles. Uh, just, Just saying. U.S. Embassy evacuates the Polish border and orders all U.S. citizens to leave Ukraine immediately. U.S. admits it sent eight H-I-M-A-R-S, HIMARS missiles, could be more, two hit inside of Russia killing seven soldiers, and uh, Russia captured one of those missiles. And it's now down to the wire. That's pretty much what's coming down. Down to the wire, down to the minute, because when Ukraine attacks again... And it goes anywhere into Russian territory. Medvedev said it would be Judgment Day for Ukraine, i.e. Armageddon. So this is what the prodding, this is what the most unmasked, the most nakedly, it's not even a proxy war. I guess it is, but there's there's nothing secret about it. Except, of course, if you're the morons that have been hanging the Ukrainian flag outside of your house for the last three months. And you believe everything that Rachel Maddow tells you. Or whoever. I don't even know if these people are on air anymore. Whatever happened to Don Lemon? Is he still on air? I never watch his show, obviously, but I usually see his highlights popping around from time to time. I don't even think anybody's making highlights. Whatever. I wish them all the best. A little bit more about Russia. Listen to this headline from the Daily Mail. Now, you can only take so much of the Daily Mail puts out there as... um, as credible, but still, headline mystery as Russian soldiers are killed in unexplained incident at occupied Ukrainian nuclear power plant that left troops so scared they ran around the station in panic. Troops at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant were hospitalized yesterday, one said to be in serious condition, while an unspecified number were killed. Russia has been storing their weapons, including missile systems, at the plant. But as far as running around scared, I don't know, Demigorgon? Demigorgon? President of Ukraine Nuclear Agency, Hunter Biden, had warned on Friday that the situation was extremely tense, with up to 500 Russian soldiers controlling the site. The occupiers bring their machinery there, including missile systems, from which they already shell the other side of the river and territory of whatever. So who knows what's going on? But something happened there that got a couple of Russians killed, apparently, and sent a lot of people fleeing in terror. But I read through the entire article here, and there's not much more that is offered up as details. If you have something, send it my way. Here's another little thing that we'll end the pre-show on. And that is the Hoover Dam. 
Something happened at the Hoover Dam. There was an explosion captured in Nevada with tourists hearing them saying something's blown up. Let me see if it plays here. Folks, get your video on that. There's just been an incident. Get your video on that because there's been an incident. We're going to be leaving now so we don't get trapped in here. Is that the, the tour guide is saying, get your cameras on that? There's been an incident. We, I guess we got to collect evidence. There are some incidents, Mr. Tour Guide, that nobody wants you to collect evidence on. Don't you know? That's liable to get everybody on that tour disappeared if it was the wrong thing. Folks, get your video on that. There's just been an incident. So it looks like it's at the station. It's at the station at the bottom of the... Um, of the dam. An explosion has rocked the Hoover Dam with thick black smoke seen billowing from the historic landmark. Footage posted on social media shows a giant fireball rising as Nevada Monument at the Nevada Monument on Tuesday morning. Boulder City Police Department confirmed to the U.S. Sun that they had units en route to the scene following an explosion. A tourist visiting the site captured a video showing the fire may have occurred in a building near the dam's base. However, cops have yet to determine where the explosion occurred in the facility. A second video on Twitter shows sirens ringing as visitors watch the fire from a bridge overlooking the dam. Boulder City Fire Department said the blaze was extinguished before the units arrived on the scene. U.S. Bureau of Reclamation... U.S. Bureau of Reclamation... Oh my God, talk about useless. Confirmed that the A5 transformer at Hoover Dam caught fire at approximately 10.30 a.m. No injuries to visitors or employees were reported. Regional Director Jacqueline L. Gould said there was no risk to the power grid. Okay. So uh, a lot of people didn't know if it was a demo, a demo job. They are trying to blow up the dam. But, uh, you know just got to relax and usually find out a little bit more. Now, is that the real story? I don't know, but it seems like a pretty harmless location and compared to the size of the overall power facility and the dam itself, I don't see how anything um, that damaged that small a piece would have done anything to uh, any larger infrastructure. But they even have their power still on. With that being said, we're going into tonight's episode Head on. Don't go anywhere. Thank you so much for being with us. It is Tuesday. Share this far and wide. Retweet stuff on Twitter. Throw it out there on your truth, on your getter. Whatever you have. Tumblr, Reddit. Get the show out there. Whether it's live or on demand. But live, boy. That's a lot more fun, isn't it? Isn't that? A lot more adrenaline for me. Okay. Talk to you in a bit. I did what you asked. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line.
That's why we're going back! Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! summer song and it is hot as hell it's hot as hell and it's not going away but it's alright because it's the summertime so let's get our week and a half of hell out of the way we usually get that in late late July it always happens uh, the last couple of years August has actually bounced back August used to be very hot in the 90s that I remember and then sometime about five years ago, it was kind of like, it was kind of mild. And I, uh, I, I really didn't appreciate the fact that I was losing out on some kind of tanning sun for the second month of the two-month summer that we get. But August is back in, in style now. And it is the, we're coming up on the end of July soon. It's the 20th tomorrow. And it's 90-something degrees today. It's going to be 90s, 90s, 90s into next week. So, good time to do some cardio. Good time to, good time to do some Tai Po. So, um, I don't know. Get all the get your fat burned off of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What do we have? What do we have? Oh, we have this. This is what I want to talk about. Summer in the City. It's also a time when all the cranks come out to play. And speaking of crank, we'll start with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's feeling the heat in a different way. And then we'll talk about what happened today. So I love this blank brain, bird brain freak. She gives me so much, I'm just, I don't know, so much joy talking about her because she's a, a bevy, an endless, an endless supply of laughter. Even AOC feels the effects of Biden's economy as housing costs soar. Let's read about this a little bit, shall we? A Democrat congresswoman, even the the gateway pundit, continues to call these people democratic. They are not democratic people. They are autocratic people. They are authoritarians. They want to put everybody they don't like onto one list or another. They love making lists. So stop it. I know that they're part of the so-called Democrat Party. So call them Democrat Congresswoman. Stop calling them Democratic. That is an adjective they do not deserve. Democrat Congresswoman. Worman. Worman. Congresswoman. Worman. I'm going to start. I have to start remembering how to. I have to put that down. Worman. Worman. Democrat Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez 
shared her frustrations with the financial cost of being part of Congress on Instagram. Oh no, the financial cost of being part of Congress? You make nearly $200,000 a year for doing jack shit? Diddling yourself for cameras? Going on Instagram Live and having Netflix movies made about you? She's worth millions, millions. And this is her second term. Um, alluding to the cost of living increase in bog cities in Biden's inflationary economy. According to Ocasio-Cortez, members of Congress are required to occupy one residence in Washington, D.C., as well as one in the state that they represent. She told her followers that the result is class dynamics within Congress. She also noticed that or noted that the required causes economic the the requirement causes economic strains for those who struggle to afford two residences well stop wearing the jimmy shoe shoes jimmy shoe shoes chew shoes i don't know what you held the the, and and all here's here's one thing i'll say you know i hate washington dc all the residential areas that have been built up around it that should be given back to maryland okay so all the people the statehood people tell them to shut the hell up they should be Maryland residents again they can contribute to Maryland politics but as far as DC goes I would be totally in favor of their being built being built in town a dormitory make a dormitory for those who have been elected to Congress I don't think that's that's to well, all the shit that they that they spend money on I have no problem I have no problem with the federal government erecting a dormitory for congressional members, at least as an option. You know, many of them are inside traders and they're worth tens of billions of dollars and they can buy a a house anywhere. They can fly in on a helicopter for a vote, whatever the hell it is. But you know, for the misfits like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who are just rubbing pennies together, of course, they should have the option to, to stay in a dormitory. Why not? Why not? What would that cost? A couple million dollars to build a dormitory for a couple hundred people? You create some jobs for all the maintenance workers that have to stay there, the people who are going to have to plunge all, all the toilets because of all the, the tampons and the, the, uh, the, the whatevers, the condoms. So you create some jobs. You create respectable, decent bedding for people so they don't have to uh, go out of their pockets for two residences. But we know that... A lot of people in Congress are very well off as it is and just like living to a higher standard. So they have the option to go somewhere else. But let's listen to the bird brain a little bit more, shall we? Here we go. She told her followers that the result is class dynamics. Oh, no. It's insanely expensive. There's no stipend or per diem for it, and you're not allowed to write it off even though your job forces you to have it. This creates real class dynamics in the house. Many sleep in their offices, but if you're caught, you can get uh, it could get bad for many reasons, including violations. She then points to rising costs of living, a result of uh, Biden's poor economic policies since taking office. Quote, I rent in both cities. It's so, so much. We have to find a new apartment in New York City soon, and I'm stressed. Rent is wild, and the idea of apartment searching and moving while legislating and campaigning is yikes. Oh, God. Oh, this is a second grader. This is a second grader. 
The Gateway Pundit points out that the New York representative makes a salary of $174,000, well above the average pay rate for most Americans. That, wa that amount was set in 2009 and has remained unchanged. With no increase in line with the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, cost of living increase standards, uh, cost of living increase standards, Ocasio-Cortez argues, oh, you know, you, I would do just fine, just fine on $175,000 a year, just fine. Now, of course, the, the ridiculous part is that that money is taxed, so they have to tax us to pay this worthless bird brain, and then she gets taxed the money that was already created the, 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 uh, that would be from the tax. It's, it's the old meme of, the, of the, the, the power strip plugging into itself, the snake eating its own ass. It's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Why, why can't they write it off? But anyway... She argued that the requirement to occupy two residences make things very costly for those with working class backgrounds. Backgrounds or those who have congressional salaries? You know, I have a working class background, you know. I used to be a bartender. So this, this is really, really a, a horrible thing. That's like saying I make a million dollars a year, but I used to wait tables when I was in college. How dare you charge me for two residences? She doesn't even know what's coming out of her fucking mouth. <laughs> Recent report from the real estate brokerage Redfin showed that asking rent on average has gone up 15% in 2022 over the last year. And in May, the monthly median asking rent was over $2,000 for the first time. The most significant increase in more than two years. Rent inflation in single-family home rentals was up 26% in 2021 well too bad she can't legislate a cure for this too bad she can't legislate a cure for this i know you know crazy however in major cities like new york and dc rent has jumped as much as 40 percent in fact i saw it reported just a few days ago last week before the week was over that the average rent now in manhattan is five thousand dollars a month $5,000 a month. So you're either a multi-multi-millionaire and you just really love the New York City experience. It, 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 I mean, if you're anywhere near something like Central Park West or whatever, you're talking $25,000 a month if you're renting, anything like that. But um, you're either paying almost everything that you're making just for the New York's the big city experience or you're staying in a decent place with five other people sharing one bathroom. And probably sharing razors, too. So that's a little bit more of her being completely out of touch. Completely out of touch. And the fact that she is part of the legislative body that is actually making this worse and worse along the way. And, uh, I mean, more specifically, the party whose politics has infected everything. That's just, you know, insult to injury. But I'm sure she'll, she'll do fine. Because today... She and members of the uh, crazy squad of Marxist women, of course, crazy women, goes back mostly to crazy women. Sorry, ladies. You probably know I'm right, too. Most of our modern problems going back to crazy women now. Ocasio-Cortez, member of the squad, 
arrested in front of the Supreme Court. But not so much arrested, as you'll see. And here's the, uh, here's the Daily Caller doing it again. Democratic. Democrat New York rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other members of the far-left group, the squad, were arrested outside the Supreme Court Tuesday after, uh, afternoon during a protest. In several videos posted on Twitter, Ocasio-Cortez can be seen with her hands behind her back being held by police who appeared to be escorting her away. But she was not handcuffed. She was pretending to be handcuffed. She could have just walked, but she wanted her hands behind her back because there would be, there would be cameras somewhere and the people there would know that she was a self-sacrificing ninny. Other members of the squad also appeared to be escorted away from the protest, such as Democrat Minnesota Rep Ilhan Omar, must have been really hot with that thing around her head, and Democrat Michigan uh, uh, Rep uh, Rashida Tlaib, Goomba face, Goomba from the, uh, from the Mario movie. Today, Representative Ocasio-Cortez was, a law, uh, was arrested along with other members of Congress outside the Supreme Court for protesting in support of abortion rights. Well, Ocasio-Cortez or anybody else, stop running for federal, for federal seats and become state legislators. In Ocasio-Cortez's case, being a state legislator in New York would really be pointless if you're there to fight for the, the rights of women to kill their children because... It's New York. It's the abortion, as abhorrent as it is, is a 10th Amendment issue. Hopefully, those states have people who are a, a majority morally minded people, and they will legislate um, uh, from there appropriately. In New York, there is absolutely nothing left to the fight for women to abort a child. Okay? So, I, what they're doing is... But they, they have to have some kind of a tap dance that's going on. That's it. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're whining. They're drafting these court expansion bills again in the House because they're petulant twats who must always get what they want. If they're told no in any way, shape, or form, then uh, they want to take their ball and go home. Yesterday, I was talking with Timothy Gordon off air. Yesterday on Twitter again, just for a microsecond, national divorce was trending, which you know I'm a huge proponent, proponent of. Um, I've actually been told by uh, there's been members of this audience who have very politely protested my my wanting a national divorce, saying we know we have to keep this thing together. No, we don't. In fact, a decentralizing of this block of crap that the United States has turned into a welded states. It's not united. They are imprisoned states. To be able to decentralize and break away and distance ourselves again would actually be a restoration of this republic we always talk about. But of course, when that trends on Twitter, that's because some salty leftist out there doesn't like that the central central government, the general government, isn't doing enough that they want. Therefore, they want to take their ball and go home until things change. And then, of course, they want to come back. They just don't want to be there if they're not in control. They're petulant twats. And here's AOC being escorted by police uh, away from the, the Supreme Court. But just notice something. Just notice something. Watch your hands. Watch your hands. Look. Look, 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 look. Let's do that again. There you go. There you go. There is nothing 
She does not have, she doesn't have handcuffs on. She's walking with a cop. She's so proud of herself. She's histrionic, completely histrionic weirdo creep. Walking with her hands behind her back, pretending that she was arrested with handcuffs. I mean, she might be under arrest. I did no reason to believe that that 37 members of or 37 people weren't arrested for protesting or whatever. But come on. It's all about how good do I look? How do I look? Oh, there she is. Oh, there she is again. She, oh, actually, I'm sorry. She puts her hand up right there. She's doing the black power fist right there. I saw her doing the black power fist with all of her uh, squad buddies afterwards because where were they leading them all? They were leading them all here. Jennifer Shutt shared these videos or these pictures. Members of the U.S. House about to get arrested by Capitol Police for abortion rights demonstration. Oh, they're just they're modern day heroes. And where were they brought? Right here. They're brought under a nice, beautiful tree in the shade, probably given bubbly caviar, perhaps fondue. That's just what this is all about here. And in the shade, as they were, they were walked away from the crowd, they were able to treat with friendly media, tell their side of the story, which is the media side of the story. Just imagine that. Just imagine that. Arrested by Capitol Police, brought to a nice shady area where they can talk to the media that adores them. That adores them. All so fake, these, these freaks. So fake. And that's why I want to bring up this next wonderful thread that I've been waiting. I've been waiting to do. And here it is. It is written by one Edison Blake 5 on Twitter, Billionaire Psycho. And I think it's pretty great. Now, it started, he started writing this when the, the news started getting around of New Yorkers. There was an ice cream truck that started being seen around New York that was providing ice cream, like popsicle sticks. All of these popsicles or, or ice, cream, um, ice cream sticks. What do you call them? Ice cream bar? I, I forget. Whatever. Anyway, you know how, for those of you in podcast land, you know how when you go to the, the ice cream truck back in, back in the day, you can go and get the Mario ice cream. You can get the... What was the other one? Slimer for a while. There was a lot of different things you can get. Well, now instead of Mario and all of that, they have made ice cream sticks for Bill Gates, Elon Musk, um, Jack Ma, Mark Zuckerberg. So they said you can take a bite out of capitalism by munching on popsicle shapes. Look, I'll show you. New Yorkers can now eat the rich in popsicle form. There, that woman is eating Jeff Bezos' head. Even though during the, uh, if it wasn't for Jeff Bezos, she would have nothing to eat during the pandemic because Amazon was the only thing delivering food and anything else that everybody needed. Um, So she should be actually kissing his ass. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. Look, you can get anything you want. Good. Yeah, it tastes good, said Angelica Wilson, as she chomped down on somebody. But Billionaire Psycho said this. Something very strange is happening in this video. Pretend communists, and we've been reading about pretend communists be, be, uh, from the start of the show so far. 
pretend communists are paying to purchase ice cream that simulates murder of American richest men. Business celebrities sacrificed as Girardin scapegoats uh, to an envious, resentful mob. Customers spend money to rebel, quote-unquote rebel. Their simulated rebellion provides material reinforcement to the system they despise and depend upon at the same time. These are over-socialized children who lack ownership, authority, and power in their lives. They never participate in the power process of civilization. Now, for those of you at home, as you're listening to this and, um, and we're going through this together, please write down any kind of notes, any kind of thoughts that come to mind, because I'd love to take calls on this in the second half. Anything about this thread that gets you thinking. Billionaire Psycho continues. This social, psychological, financial, cultural dependence on the system is the source of their pain and alienation. These adults have been trapped in eternal childhood, imprisoned in the world of Peter Pan. They manifest learned helplessness. We've talked about that many times on this show. Peter Pan is a great, great analogy. We can mock these children very easily. The more interesting, thoughtful analysis would be to consider the ideas of French uh, philosopher uh, Baudrillard and the terrorist Unabomber Uncle Ted. We are witnessing a dysfunctional, codependent relationship, symbiotic parasitism, and uh, what philosopher Jean said, simulation is the situation created by any system of signs when it becomes sophisticated enough, autonomous enough to abolish its own referent and to replace it with itself. Incredible. It's really an cre- incredible thing, and that's really what we're doing, the simulation. Like when I, I would simulate being a ninja turtle in the backyard in the 1990s, running around with my brother and my friends, fighting the imaginary foot clan. That was a simulation. But, you know, after a while, that stopped. That stopped. But we are seeing now generations of adults who are willingly giving themselves over to simulated realities. Think about the simulation of the masks, what that simulates for people. Um, there, there's, there's so many different things. And now we're, we're standing at the precipice, the threshold of the age of the metaverse, which is nothing but simulated life. What is interesting, fascinating, terrifying about the system, the matrix that we live in, is that rebellion is encouraged. This is what I thought was really interesting. On the one condition that the rebellion is ineffective and useless and achieves nothing, of course, socialists support capitalism by purchasing Marxist merchandise, for example. Films like The Matrix show rebellion against tyranny. Books like 1984 are taught in schools. Songs by Eminem, Madonna, NWA, and Rage Against the Machine pulse through car radios broadcasted by every major channel. Why? Why? Why do companies fund their own rebels? French philosopher Baudrillard argues, quote, Disneyland exists in order to hide that it is the real country. All of real America, real in quotations, all of real America that is Disneyland, a bit like prisons are there to hide that it is the social in its entirety, in its banal omnipresence that is carceral. So that's pretty much that Disneyland is represented as an imaginary, as imaginary in order to make us believe that the rest is real. 
whereas all of Los Angeles and the and the America that surrounds it are no longer real but belong to the hyper real order and to the order of simulation. Disneyland is the quote. Disneyland is neither true nor false. It is a deterrence machine. This world wants to be childish in order to make us believe that the adults are elsewhere in the real world and to conceal the fact that true child childishness is everywhere. <laughs> I love when these when you get those ahas. Baudrillard is tough to understand and very boring, but his message is America itself is now a theme park. Violence is a product. You can purchase rebellion. You can vote in protest. You can dance and sing to music threatening rage against the machine. Authentic rebellion is never allowed. Oh, and I'm glad. And I was so happy when this came up too, because rage against the machine, specifically Tom Morello, who doesn't shut the fuck up, and is on Sirius XM on all the uh, the rock stations and stuff like that. You can't get away from them. They are the biggest posers. So much of their music was so awesome and so undeniably filled with just this energy. And to see them now and to see what they always were and to see how they have married, they are just tonguing the balls of the, the machine. They are the fluffers of the machine. Rage against the machine. It is such poser shit. Fluffers, fluffers of the machine. There you go. Good job, Tom. Billionaire Psycho continues. He says, here's a quote, America has successfully portioned off its historical population, its rightful citizens, and its tax base in work camps and dormitories. That is what the modern American city is, an economic zone arranged much like work camp or concentration camp if you want. Now, don't get too blackpilled because this, this comes back around with some nice good stuff at the end. Before he was banned... Remnant Posting wrote a brilliant article about how capitalism finances its own rebels, and he simplifies the complex of uh, the complex ideas of Baudrillard. Now um, we'll read that some of the time because it really is a great, a great piece. It's uh, the title is "The Matrix and Descent in the 21st Century." When Baudrillard said the Matrix is a kind of a movie is a kind of a movie that the Matrix would make about itself. He's referencing this kind of abstraction. If you really lived in an actual computer simulated Matrix and the Matrix wanted to give you the impression of having agency, control over your own life, and of not being captive to a totalizing system, it is probably the product of a movie called The Matrix. So what does this have to do with ice cream? Why are Marxists eating candy replicas of billionaires? Why is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez pretending to be arrested over these ridiculous banal causes? Well, we no longer live in capitalism or democracy or anything that's easy to define. Long ago, our government mutated into a decentralized emergent organism that was evolved for expansion and survival. As a shorthand, we called it the cathedral. Rebellion is funneled into convenient paths. Uncle Ted explains this in a seminal essay, The System's Neatest Trick. We, we read a lot of Ted Kaczynski in the past. We should probably bring him back out again because so much of it is based. It's, <laughs> it's scary. Here's, here we go. It continues, though. Quote, rebellious impulses are co-opted by the system 
in the service of the social changes it requires. Activists rebel, so-called, against the old and outmoded, uh, outmoded values that are no longer of use to the system and in favor of the new values that the system needs to accept. Therefore, you have gay everything, you know, rainbows all over everything. It is all very, very plotted out. This is not a, this is not progress. Anybody thinks it is. In this way, rebellious impulses, which otherwise might have been dangerous to the system, are given an outlet that is not only harmless to the system, but useful to it. So in short, we live in a decentralized complex system. Many ordinary citizens are unhappy. They seek power, control of their lives. Instead, they're offered artificial surrogate activities, outlets providing an illusion of rebellion. This allows them to remain comfortable. That's why you have the futurist female people, the climate change people that are that are in one group or another, those who have thrown themselves headfirst into BLM and civil rights activism, so-called activism. It's it really is it, it's a it's a it's a pacifier. It's a pacifier. So the the too long didn't read version TLDR version that uh, unhappy citizens enjoy pretending to rebel against father government and mother culture. Our civilization allows these internal pressures to be harmlessly redirected into impotent simulations so that votes, protests, frustrations accomplish nothing. Antifa is used as a paramilitary, paramilitary to terrorize the white Christian underclass in blue areas where blue government continues neglecting their citizens. So the rage of childless, underemployed baristas with student loans is weaponized against the government's enemies. Uh, we dissidents have considered these problems for many years. We would prefer to fix the system, ignore the government, and live beautiful, fulfilling lives with our families. But the system refuses to be fixed. Politics and elections are a dead end. Voting changes nothing. This government has grown too big and complex. The entrenched bureaucracy is huge and immune to the results of elections. Our government is $30 trillion in debt, and every parasite is lining up to feed on the corpse of this dying republic. Violence changes nothing as well. The government has grown too big and complex. The entrenched bureaucracy is huge and immune to the result of terrorism. After 9-11, the federal government created the TSA and the Department of Homeland Security and began another forever war. We talked about that last night. So we return to a fundamental question. If the modern world is a simulation, what would a real rebellion look like? Consumerism, democracy, and terrorism are all failed attempts to steer this Titanic. None help. Our system gets dumber every day, rushing toward an iceberg. There are two answers. Building parallel systems, which we are doing. Constructing an emergent system within the rotting corpse of the American empire and what he calls samizdat, samizdat, malicious compliance, where we use strategy of passive nonviolent harassment to accelerate Western decay. As examples, he put the, uh, the Boston Tea Party, people just throwing the tea over the side of the barge over there in Boston Harbor. Um, another example of this is another, uh, this is where, where was it? Here it is right here. I've read this one before. Um, well, for example, some of the parallel systems that are being built right now include Bitcoin, gardening, permaculture, things that are going on there. Um, you know, a lot of people are stacking silver. They are, they are learning about how they can get more involved locally. Local school boards, 
local uh, city councils, things like that. It's all about decentralization. So I wouldn't, I mean, they might say, and I know a lot of my ANCAP friends would say, uh, to hell with voting no matter how small the system is, whether it's a, a small hamlet, a village, a town, whatever it is. I really don't think, um, I really don't think, that, I think that we can agree that on a federal level, nothing really matters anymore. You can go and throw, and I, I will vote. I will vote on uh, this November. I'll vote in 2024 because I'm still of the mindset that, hey, it either means nothing or I can contribute even a little bit toward candidates that could create a little bit of drag, perhaps a little bit of wind resistance on the way down. But everything that is important to you and your family needs to be taken up locally. And if the locality that you are near is completely out of options to insulate yourself, we still have options over here if we're going to stick around New York for a little while longer um, with the farming and a lot of other things that we can do. Most people aren't even conscious of this. They just think CVS and Food Emporium, that's all they think about. But you have to be conscious of this, and you have to be able to either go to a place where you have a future or start thinking differently about how you can fortify yourself in place and stop thinking about the federal government, stop thinking about the Congress. That stuff is dead and gone, man. Dead and gone. You're being forced to actually think like Americans now, which was thinking locally and acting locally. That's the way it was supposed to be. This, what we're living under right now, is a mutant form. It's just hell. Nobody benefits. Nobody benefits except the AOCs who are in there sucking on the bones of the corpse. Uh, let's see here. And uh, gardening and RW bodybuilding. So bodybuilding, uh, I, I like that he brought bodybuilding in here too because there is a lot, a big resurgence in fitness and people wanting to make their body, their temple secure, healthy. So food, the body, the mind, and, uh, and, and, and just looking into how to fortify yourself from what is going to be the eventual shedding of the American fiat dollar. But uh, continuing, he said the second thing here. Uh, the Samadzat, what is it? Samadzat malicious compliance. What is that? Well, I was reading a little bit more about this. And, uh, for example, fake meat and the Samadzat grind set. What is that all about? What do you, how did this, how do they, how do some people go about fighting fake meat? Well, it's a little bit more aggressive. Uh, and, uh, it's a, it's something that everybody, everybody could do, they suggest, in little ways that overall hurt this beyond the beef beyond uh meat going pushing us toward the bug eating diet and all that stuff how do you rebel against that you can't go in and uh, burn down their food processing plants you can't commit violence it doesn't work the system is too big too stacked against you okay like we said before it just doesn't work if you are ever attacked then you fight back with as much violence as you can to protect yourself and the lives of yourself and your family and your friends, 100%. But as far as going after them, it is in, it is, it, right now, it, it, especially as an individual, it's not going to do well for you. But here, what, what can you do about this meat? They were talking about a situation where if you go to a store and you see this Beyond Meat, the fake meat bullshit, you put it into your into your bag, your your uh, case, 
your carriage, whatever it is, and you go for a ride around the, the, the store and you do your shopping. And then when you get to the, like the dog food section or something like that, you uh, simply, oh, I got the wrong product, this meat product here. I'm just going to put it on the shelf. And you just put it behind some of the dog food and it sits away from the refrigeration for a few days. It starts going bad and they have to throw it out. So it's not necessarily a sale, but once all, all this beyond the beef and all this nonsense, uh, propagandistic bullshit uh, food products, non-food products are put out there and they're being lost, the price goes up because it's not necessarily like there's going to be any kind of sale made. So they're talking about little things like that. So those are the two things, building parallel economies and then, of course, getting into that malicious compliance grind set where you're not necessarily uh, doing anything bad to people, but you can misplace some Beyond the Beef, an impossible burger from time to time and whatever. Anywho, he continues and he ends like this. I will end it with this. All of you, all of us are going to make it. All of us are going to make it. We refuse to break. We refuse to surrender. I urge each one of you to make a commitment to yourself to pursue truth, excellence, courage, romance, and beauty. You must live a beautiful, purposeful, meaningful life. Our mission begins on an individual level. We frogs demand a standard of Hellenistic excellence. Nothing is your fault. Everything is your responsibility. You must lift weights Eat healthy, run, read books, and transform your body into the embodiment of excellence. Heroism. True heroism. And uh, it continues one last time here. But I can promise you frogs are not alone. We are a brotherhood searching, chasing, an aspirational human ideal. Today you may be fat, depressed, unpopular, poor, miserable, with every logical reason to doubt yourself. Start small. Build. Friends will help lift you up, and they will. They will lift you up. I'll lift you up. Call in. Tell me about what you want to get done. I'll say you can do it. All of you are going to make it. And there you get a nice little Giga Chad smile. All of you are going to make it. You know who's not going to make it? The pretenders. Those who are stuck in the simulation. The Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes who find it necessary to pretend to have been arrested in handcuffs that are not there. That's not you. That's not me. That's not any of us, ladies and gents. So, find your balls. And I'll be back right after this. We'll take calls on this. I'm going to get into your super chats. And we have, uh, I don't know, it's really just going to be dictated by you in the second half because I'm just chilling. All right? Well, with that being said, we'll be right back. Go to quitefrankly.tv, ladies and gentlemen. And please, become a sponsor of the show. It is so important that you support independent media that you enjoy. So at the very bare minimum, give this episode a thumbs up. Share it. Give, quite frankly, a nice five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. Uh, and anyth- everything else you need or would like to take a look at is on quitefrankly.tv, especially on the Sponsor Us page where you can weigh out all of your options for contributing to the bottom line. I have spots open for pen pals, postcard sponsors, Polaroid picture sponsors, and more on Subscribestar and and um, and elsewhere. So um, there you go. And you can also subscribe monthly directly 
through quitefrankly.tv. So don't worry if the specialty tiers are all sold out. Everyone, if you subscribe monthly somewhere, everyone gets priority messaging and emailing with me and uh, weekly invites to the unlisted Sunday shows that we do together. And that's, that's great. We, there's merchandise that always contributes to the bottom line of the network budget. And there's a free mailing list. There's a free mailing list that I su- suggest everybody get their names on on quitefrankly.tv. There's a number of places that you can sign up, especially there's one on the front page too. I think right around the, 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 the guest calendar section under the video stream and the chat embed. Go and get your name on that list. I send it out for emergencies. So every time that I'm you know, suspended from YouTube or something, I let a lot of people know there. We got close to 5,000 people on there. I'd love to get that up to 25,000 names because I'll tell you that when we hit 10, 12,000 names there, I'm going to start considering a monthly newsletter, free monthly newsletter. But right now it's just an emergency, stay in touch, don't get out of touch kind of a thing. So go there and be part of the, the, um, the mailing list. I appreciate you guys and gals. You're all so sexy and you smell so good. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Okay. Welcome back. I just, I just got a text message from Skip, and he said he's watching. So I'm glad that he's enjoyed at least the first half. I know that the the All Star game is about to start, so 
he might be uh, a little distracted, but still. Sorry, there's so much reading in the first half, Skip. Uh, but now we get to go into what the people out there are saying. And take some of the questions and comments from people in the audience. Let's go to start with Foxhole. And then I'll go to, quite frankly, superchat.com so you guys and gals have some time to send some thoughts over. In Foxhole, by the way, the movie Monday was great last night. They had Airplane and Airplane 2, the sequel. I had never seen Airplane 2, got to be honest, the one in space. But um, my favorite is still the first one. Ohio Patriot says, cheers. Cheers to you, Ohio Patriot. Um, let's see here. B-Tech Vendetta says, my boomer dad still thinks they aren't controlling our weather through chemtrails and other means. Well, I mean, the chemtrails now called uh, atmospheric aerosol injections. They are doing a lot of different things. I mean, you can go and listen to John... Um, what's his name? The commie. The commie CIO. I said these guys' names so much, I'm forgetting them now. Oh, the 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 the, the Bre Brennan, John Brennan, when he was talking to the CFR about how he was really just excited, he really loves the spraying, the aerosol spraying. Um, it's it's helping reflect all the sunlight away from the earth and things like that. So it's out there in the open. And, of course, all that other stuff is is out in the open as well. Been cloud seeding since the 19th century, as Jim Lee has told us many times before. And it's actually pretty simple. You don't even need airplane technology. Doug Simmy, thank you so much. Says, River Pike says, preach it, Frank. Frankly, I don't want to freak out, but I might. Don't freak out. Donkey Punch says, note to self, Congresswoman. This is a, it's a much better name than woman. Worman. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Thank you, uh, Boys Blanc. River Pike again says, thank God for the truth by Frank. Well, I, it's just my venting. Who knows what's what's true? It it sounds it sounds good enough to me. Patriot Game, thank you. Genesipe. Thank you again. And Tom Ford says for Aurora's uh, for Aurora's Satan button pressing spree and her non-crisper editing meets. Yes, I know. I know. Could it be Satan? <laughs> she she jumped right to that one. That was amazing. Uh, what do we else we have? Selling the farm on Rumble says daily dose of real news. Thanks always, Frank. Well, I'm glad we got to do a little bit together. Um, over on Rumble, uh, on Rockfin, people are hanging out, having a good time. On average, there's always about a very Masonic 33 people hanging out there. It just dropped down to 31. But yeah, Rockfin makes me wonder sometimes. All right, here we go. Stostube says, in support of great independent media, my friend, we are just dropping our share of support tonight. Hope all is well, frankly, is out there, and I hope you're all doing well. Um, Alyssa, thank you so much, Christos and Sarah. Alyssa said, love the show last night. Please have David Weiss on your show. He's definitely on the radar. 
I got some stuff to watch, and then I'll uh, I'll reach out. I'll reach out, see what's good, so that all you um, flat earthers can have a, a night where your belly is scratched. What? Uh, here's the thing about that stuff. Here's the thing about that stuff. I don't have any basis. I don't have questions. I don't have anything that can offer up a another side. I that, that, that I can that I can have a volley of conversation. I would just be accepting everything and just saying, "Okay." I don't, you know, it, I I just don't know what I can I I I guess it would have to take a little bit of a little bit of study on my end, a little bit of contemplation, write down my own questions and what what doesn't make sense to me and all that stuff. It's just a gigantic paradigm shift in something that I don't have the skills in proving or disproving to begin with. But everybody's just so sure. Everybody is very, very sure of themselves these days. And um, I'm going to keep that in, in, in mind when I sift through all this information. I'd ultimately like to have my astrophysicist friend come on and I would moderate an exchange behind between an astrophysicist, an astronomer, and a flat earther. That would be something I would do off air. We would record it, I'd produce it, and put it out as a special broadcast on like the, the network and stuff like that. That would I would love to do something like that. Like a special. Um but other, otherwise, I'm always into learning new people and and having my mind blown. I enjoy that. All right, we're going to take some calls. 914-595-6953 might be a little bit of an early night tonight, but it's all right. I wanted to take it easy, and that's a good way. I have some things um, signed, lined up for the next couple of days, which I think are cool. I found this thread. found this thread on GLP. It's called Things I Learned as an Intelligence Officer. And I thought that was great. So I'm going to save that for Thursday night. Thursday night with Rob. We'll take some calls now. I'll go on a break and maybe I'll come back and I'll read a little bit from Marcus Aurelius's meditations. Get some stoicism here in the nighttime. But here we go. 914-595-6953. The first one up is 734. You're on the air. Who's this? <laughs> Seven three four. Oh, they they got scared. They got scared and they ran away. You can also get uh, get with me over here on Discord. I am in the on air live studio waiting for people to come on. Mason from Kentucky, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Great, great. So as always, I forget one of the things I wanted to talk to you about while I was waiting to to get on. Uh, but I did remember one. So when you're talking about the impossible meat and uh, things like that, I, I did want to say, so I one other show I watched, I know you had her on a long time ago, um, but Tori says I still watch her occasionally. Mm -hmm. But um, they were talking about that, and uh, she was telling people actually to look into, I think it was the American Rescue Plan, and money they had set aside it had been earmarked for future, and then I saw a lot of people actually dug through some of the congressional documents and found it. And there, I think there were actually um, earmarked funds for 
uh, meat production facilities that would transfer to sustainable development meat or like meat alternatives. And I got to thinking, and that really does make sense um, with these places burning down. I don't think it would be an outset. You know, with all so many of them that did, um, it seems like it almost have to be inside jobs going on. You know, people working there, someone on staff at night on security doing something. But, you know, if they had money set aside and then, you know, all of a sudden they get an insurance claim and then they got money set aside to build a new facility and, you know, go along with the agenda, I, to me that makes more sense than anything I've heard anyone say. Well, Mason, so, uh, no, you know, the great thoughts there. My question, my question would be what is not an inside job? Because, well, like I said, <laughs> yeah. what I said before, um, the droughts. Well, um, droughts, I know those are pretty bad. Well, if if the Russians, if the Russians or the Chinese can seed clouds and draw clouds away to make sure that they have dissipate clouds, to make sure that they have sunny days for cultural celebrations or very important sports competitions or things like that, then then why the hell can't we seed some clouds to help out America's farmland in California and other places? From right. from going under in a time when food is already strained and part of that food and the the many facets of that food strain right now it, it ties into things that you're bringing up. So uh, it's so many micro operations that roll into one gigantic one. And I don't, I'm not saying that everybody that works across all of these places and whatever they are uh, mm-hmm. they're one way or another involved. But it's just uh, shit rolls downstream. And eventually everybody gets gets caught with it. But I, I appreciate the call, Mason. It's a great point you brought up here tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, let me see here. Here's a call from King. What's going on, King? Hey, what's happening? Man? Hey, what's happening with you, man? Hey, not too much. Um, well, you kind of know. So I would just like to let your audience know. Okay. Um, so, so by being very vague, you know my situation. I just want to let your audience know. Remember that night I called in and told you I was calling from behind enemy lines. Yes. So I want you and your audience to know. King is under fire, babies. But don't worry, I'll never cave in, and they'll never get me. They're trying to get me, but they ain't gonna get me. They'll never get your king, motherfuckers. So, so is there? You know what I'm talking about, that ring. I know what you're talking about, but nobody at home knows what you're talking about. So, what are what are you responsibly able to tell people about your current predicament and and your stand against it? I am fighting against the woke mob at my place of employment. My head is on the chopping block. But I am standing strong and standing fierce and fighting for everybody's freedom. I love that. Now, are you able to give response? Because I understand that this is ongoing, so I don't want to get you into trouble. But are you able to at least generalize what you are being accused of and, uh, and, and how? Yes, okay, yes, go ahead. yes. I am being accused. Motherfuckers, check it out. I'm being forcefully accused of language. It's speech. Speech.
speech. I haven't done anything. Now, I wear my political affiliations in the workplace. They say keep politics out of the workplace. But my employee, employers are very political, and their political affiliations are plastered all over the workplace. So it's my right as an American to also show my political affiliations. So I'm being falsely accused of things through speech, no actions, speech. And they're accusing you of saying yes, some. They're accusing you of saying something that was untoward. That is considered offensive to the other side. Right. And now you, and we had some candid conversations about this. You, and I believe you. You say you have never uttered these words at your place of business, so you believe somebody is just throwing an accusation at you to try to get you thrown off the line. Correct. And and also, let me just say, or let me just uh, confirm here, that when you go to, to work and you sometimes have your Trump shirt on or your Trump hat on or whatever like that, your place of work is actually something where you show up for the overnight shift, so you're not even interfacing with anybody that would be considered a consumer level person correct okay so you have fought back and now where are you now in your fight to uh exonerate yourself because obviously even if you are able to uh, get off you know that there are snakes in the grass now that want your head oh praying that everybody's looking at me they want to be the one that gets the king fired. <laughs> I can feel it every day I walk through the door. And you know what? I fucking love it, baby. I love it. I will always fight for all you motherfuckers, all your freedoms, and everything that's right. Do you have Whether any? Whether you love me or not. Do you have any hey, allies? Frankie. Yeah, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you have any allies in the fight over there? Are, or are you really? Oh, no. No. Oh, no, no, no. No. No, no. Not even one. Not even one. See, I had a snake, uh, Matt Damon over there. This is why I love pretended to be an ally, and the one that pretended to be an ally was the one that actually threw me under the bus. Here's the thing I love Be about this. Be careful out there, motherfuckers. They're after us. I love this story, even though I know it's been a pain in the ass. But anybody else out there who would have been exposed to a hostile work environment like this would have said, I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here. I don't even want, even if I do come back, I don't even want to face you people anymore. The fact that you are walking in there every night with not one friend on your side and you just, you just don't care. You got that, that bull. I don't. I, I, I really I, don't. I, I love, I just love it. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Can I, can I also say though, um, if it's all right. Oh, can I end the call after I say this with a plug? Yes. Okay, so um, last night I was tuning into the show. Great show as always. Thank you. And um, well, you know that that goes without saying. You don't have to thank me. Thank, thank you for being my friend. Um, so um, 
fat ass Mark Swine there, um, you know, dancing around. And in the chat room, I said, I can outdance Mark Swine. So, um, some broad in the chat room, I'm sorry, Chicky baby, I forget your name, but thank you. I, I said, she said, oh, we'll send in a video to Frank. And I says, well, Frank has some of my dance videos. Just bug him to show him. But, you know, Frankie, I know you got a tight thing you got to run. So if I could just plug, motherfuckers, if you want to see the king and his dance moves, go to my YouTube channel, King 40, King 40's Disco Breaks, and you'll see my dancing talents. And I put Mark Swan to shame. King, wait, king 40. I'm a dancing fool. I have. Wait, I have. I, I have the King 40 Boogie Nights break that I've been using, but there's more? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, King 40. Oh, you've been using the one I did for you there for of, Flight Wrangler? Of course. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm creating. Well, what I've done, Frankie, is I've created a whole channel. Um, I got a new one to Michael Jackson's working day and night. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I got a whole YouTube channel. I'm doing King 40's Disco Breaks, and I'm going to show all you motherfuckers how the king fucks it up. All right, King, wait, King 40 Disco Breaks. Let me let me see if anything bounces back. Well, I, if you, it's just King oh. 40, but then underneath it's King 40 Disco Breaks. I see yeah, it. Yeah, check it out, Frankie. I see it right now. This, yeah, there's only three videos up so far, but there's more to come. Sounds good. Okay, I'm going to look at these right now. All right. Hey, brother. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to get off. I don't want to be a pain in the ass. And everybody out there, keep fighting the good fight. Frankie, keep fighting the good fight. And you motherfuckers, let me tell you one thing. They'll never get the king. Don't worry about me. We're not worried. We know that you're going to prevail. Keep, keep updating us because now we're all involved. Yes, sir. I love you, brother. All right. Love you, too. Be well. Later. Here you go. So here's uh, King 40's Disco Break. Then we'll go into, I see, Doc Keck and Iluna in the Discord. We'll get there in just a second. Let's see here. Hey, Frank. No, that's not it. You're one time. That's Ted Chaz Palminteri. Hold on. What's this? Oh, there he is. With the Italian Stallion shirt on. There you go. Damn, he's got the light show and everything. In the bathroom. A lot of shoulder action. Smooth. He's got the Michael Jackson hips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the disco break right there. I better subscribe. I didn't even know he had this. Uh... <laughs> so that's the first disco break. And there's a couple other ones there, too. King 40. It's spelt out. K-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-Y. And the disco. Here's the, this one we have. No, this is the one that we have. Yeah, this is the one that we use on, here on the network. The Boogie Nights one. There you go. He's getting pumped up there. Slicking back the hair. A little Saturday Night Fever. Damn, with the Leonard Skinner shirt on. He's not taking any prisoners. 
Not taking any prisoners. So there you go. That's King 40. You can go and check out all of his disco breaks. I think he's going to be doing more of that because um, the happier he looks, the more his co-workers are going to hate it. So he has to be in a celebratory mood in order to win the energetic battle at work. You know how it works. That's the way it goes. That's the way it is. All right. Um, let's go and take a... Let's take a call from Doc Keck. What's going on, Doc? How you doing? Doc? Oh, yeah, sorry. I needed to unmute the uh, the old Discord there. Hey, sir. <laughs> how are you? Go ahead. Oh, yourself, boss? Awesome. Um, yeah, just uh, I wanted to talk about balls. Balls. You know? Balls. You know? Like, you know, as a man, you know, you're swinging down. If you identify as a man, you pretend that you do. Yes balls and you know like the the billionaire uh thread that you that you read on point um i do want to share two things uh one uh, as many people are, may or may not be aware uh i i, I kind of want to share the the legal project that i was on if that's okay frank sure um so the the end of last year i sued <clears throat> I sued the governor of, of Virginia under a writ of mandamus to provide me informed consent and to label the spike protein as a toxic substance in the Supreme Court of Virginia. I received a decision at the end of May, and they said, well, you don't have legal standing, which is kind of like the soup du jour, you know, kind of like the, the ruling du jour. You don't have legal standing. Mm. But I found what I need in order to establish legal standing. And... At the from the end of May up until now, I have gotten two admissions from the Virginia Department of Health. Uh, one is that, uh, and I'm going to read this to you verbatim because I have it in front of me. I just need to scroll up to it. Uh, one is that uh, they say no informed consent forms are currently being used for COVID-19. They admitted it, and I have it in writing. Hmm. They also. And they also said, um, because I also, within, uh, since May, uh, since the beginning of June, I have also written a 115-page sourced pathological report solely focused on the spike protein for COVID-19. And I sent that to the Virginia Department of Health because they said, if you have any information, please let us know. And I have, in writing, their admission uh says just want to read it verbatim again uh we agree with your comment that sars cov2 spike protein is closely related to the cause of long covid which is important because long covid is listed as a disability mm. so with those two things because i also told them that what i was also notifying them of a healthcare associated infection which is related to the spike protein because the spike protein is what causes long covid okay so what i am doing right now is i'm going to write a declaratory judgment and a declaratory judgment is what a per i learned this a person needs to file first in order to get a statutory right recognized by the court. So I kind of see it like an arraignment, like in mm -hmm. criminal 
you get arraigned, they read your charges, they say you can have a lawyer, and then you go to trial. So a declaratory judgment is just for a recognition that one, I have a right to receive informed consent, which I do, and that two, I'm gonna see if I can't sneak in there because I have their acknowledgement that the spike protein is associated um, with long COVID to use that as the mechanism to have it labeled a biologic toxin. Okay, and so no, so what is your hope? Uh, what's your hope if you get everything? Do you then go to local or regional press and try to get get the precedent set set out to other people so they can formulate their own lawsuits? What? How does this tie in? What? What's the uh, the big? Wrap this up in a nice big, concise conclusion for people who are who might be a little bit confused as to what this is building toward so what this is building toward is having the vaccines themselves labeled as a toxic substance because they are because they are you know actually putting in the um they create the spike protein yeah they're directing you to create the spike protein yep directing the body a lot of problems with it i'm going to want to get into like the, the weeds right now on the biological side but it produces the spike protein which causes long covid which is a disability recognized by HHS. And what what I'm hoping to do uh, is just encourage people to for a direct engagement with their local or state authorities to ask them for informed consent. They're probably going to deny it because they say, oh, it's the feds, it's the feds, it's the feds. No, that's bullshit. Because under the EUA, the feds have said that... Uh, it is their partners uh, i can read this for you too i just need to find it scroll down scroll down ah here it is it says when the fda issues an eua it is providing an access mechanism to a medical countermeasure needed for an emergency response under euas for covid 19 vaccines fda provides maximum flexibility to emergency response stakeholders such as local and state governments, by authorizing them to identify and authorize the types of personnel and responders that would be appropriate to administer uh, the product uh, and identify the mechanism for authorizing such. So the FDA has said that it's the state's responsibility to identify the mechanism for authorizing. It is a state law issue. It is the state agency's responsibility to provide and ensure informed consent is provided in the state. This is not a federal issue. Well, I hope hope that if 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 you get where you're going, which it seems like you're very well prepared and you're getting close, that the word gets out and that has to be the second. If you get a, a ruling or a uh, anything that goes in your way, you know the next mission you have is to get all of your materials out to outlets like Uncovered DC and Chris Ann Hall uh, and anybody else that's out there, you know, um, providing people for legal services or, or legal advice for those in several states that would probably want to bring this to their own state Supreme Court and elsewhere. So I, uh, it sounds like a, a great pursuit. I know that you have kept me abreast uh, of all of the updates along the way and continue the good work, man. This is uh, obviously very important stuff there. Yeah, one last thing, if I may. I, I did found uh, last month the American Foundation for Informed Consent. Um, it is at uh, 
uh, forwardquestionshere.com. The F, it's a forward like FWD questionshere.com in case anyone wanted to go and read that uh, that pathological report that I put together. It's, it's very extensive in three parts. Well, l- let me know. Send me uh, send me that. You probably already have in the past, but send it to me again so I can just, since this is going to be fresh in people's minds, I can put it into the Telegram and uh, and, and people will be able to read what you're referencing. Yes, sir. All Absolutely. right, man. We'll do. Have a great night and thank you for calling in. You as well. Many blessings. Take care, bro. Take care. There is Doc Keck doing very, very, very tedious but necessary work. And we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, some more of your calls, maybe a little bit of Marcus Aurelius. Who knows? It's 828. Not going for the full half hour, but um, but we'll do a little something. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Frank. You're one talented guy. You're very good. Very good. I didn't hear what you said, Tone. So I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is an ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nice, huh? He was with the Interior Ministry. Guy's some kind of Russian Green Beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you. There he is, Paulie. Oh? Oh, you there? Fuck! Call me back! You're not going to believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. This house looked like shit. You're listening to Quite Frankly. Lulu had a baby, she named him Tiny Tim. She put him in the piss pot to teach him how to swim. He swam to the bottom, he swam to the top. Lulu got excited and pulled him by his cocktail ginger ale, five cents a glass. If you don't like it, just shove it up your ass. Ask me no more questions, I'll tell you no more lies. A man got hit with a bag of shit, and that's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> Cruising the Galaxy, the instrumental version. This is a tremendous song to play when you're cruising at night in the car. And you let all the windows down. Beautiful. And then you put on Pantera, Revolution is my name. Goes nuts. 
Whatever else. Okay, let's see here. We can take one or two more calls. One or two more calls and we are off for the night. A little bit early, but it's all right. Just need to... Need to cut out a few minutes early and take care of a few things. So, 914-595-6953. Call in. I'd love to hear from you. Let's bring in Eluna Moondrops. What's going on, Eluna? Just need to... Eluna! Cut out a few minutes early and take care of a few things. So Okay. Dan Schumann, what's going on? Dan Schumann. Dan Schumann 3, 2, 1, and two sleepy people in the Discord right now. You can't go to the Discord if you're going to take a nap. You have to be ready to go now. No sleepiness. 914-595-6953-814, you're on the air. Who's this? Frank, this is... uh. Thomas. Thomas, welcome to the show, Thomas. <laughs> Never thought I'd do it. Well, here you are. Uh, I must say, what you were talking about earlier. Yes. Uh, about uh, that uh, you were you were talking about uh, that. Damn it, I'm missing it. Are you li- are you, are you listening to me on? The, it, just turn the show off if you're listening. Trying to listen to me on the the uh, on the speakers because no, there's the, the show's off. I'm just on speakerphone right now. Okay, okay. So what were we talking about uh, the, before? Uh, what I'm what I'm missing is when you were talking about uh, uh, the uh, Unabomber manifesto and and the the way. The way uh, uh, the the flow chart that you were showing. Are you talking about the thread that I was reading? Yes, yes. Um, between between that and a couple of the other references you you uh, you referenced before, they almost got it, but not quite. Almost got what? What, what do you what do you, what would you like to add to the record? Go ahead. Um, oh, shoot, now you put me on a point, and I'm, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to fail miserably. Hey, well, hey, it's, the glory. They, well, listen, you can, you can call back, uh, <laughs> you can email me once it comes back to you. I know sometimes when you, you get through something, a lot of people don't think they're going to get through for some reason. I know it's hard to, but everybody should have that, that hope that it's going to happen. But sometimes when you, when, when the lights go on, suddenly it's, well, let me uh, let me leave you with this. Okay. It comes down to it comes down to I, me and you, mm-hmm. one 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 person, our own grounding in ourselves, to know that we we determine us. We we determine our own. You take the you take the Declaration of Independence the. The, the Constitution, if you turn that into a personal document, me, I, I will do this. This is, this is about me because I don't want to be oppressed. 
they were close. They were close, but they're still thinking macro that in the macro as far as social goes. No, social always comes back to me. But that's that's how the thread me? that's how the, the billionaire you. that's how the billionaire psycho thread ended though. He was talking they were talking about unless you're talking specifically about Ted Kaczynski. Well, I'm I because that's because what you're saying I right still, there I still come back I'm uh I'm thinking. I'm thinking seriously. It, it all comes back to each one of us has to be. Uh, they like to. They like to denigrate the uh, uh, sovereign citizen and natural man arguments. I don't even see it as sovereign citizen or natural man. It's. It's just me. I'm. I'm out here by myself. I get you, Thomas, and, and and you know what? I I really do believe. I really do believe that that's that was the basis of the conclusion of the thread that we read. It was it was acknowledging how um, untenable the larger systems that we live under, for whether it be government and all of their uh, affiliated. Uh, organizations both on the books and off the books how there is no reforming them because that system does not want to be reformed and how the only way that we are going to go forward and that we will go forward it speaks with a quite a bit of confidence is in investing in ourselves in our bodies in parallel economies and parallel uh, parallel systems altogether that means parallel systems of communication that are a lot more encrypted and a lot more pro privacy there is your there is your allergy analogy to taking up a personal responsibility for your what would be the Fourth Amendment if you want to talk about a personal constitution, um, it's there's a there's a lot there and I'm and I'm glad you brought it up. I think that we were a little bit uh, I think that we were we're on the same page. Maybe you didn't see it that way, but that's how I saw the way it, it ended. It was kind of painting everything for the the crap it was and all these histrionic weird simulated messes that are are trying to butt their way into our personal lives and the fact that their system no matter how grand it is i mean just grand in size not in accomplishment it is still a system that is based on faulty logic and it will fail eventually it will fail in fact, they're trying to slowly collapse the system so that they can create something even bigger and a little bit more customized to their end game. So um, I think that in that chaos, there's opportunity. You know, it's a demolition. It's a demolition. Anything can happen during a demolition. It's an explosion, you know, an implosion, I should say. So I don't think they have all their bases covered, but they have it quite a bit. We just have to be proactive in that way. All right, 914-595-6953. 914-595-6953. Let's see. Let's see what's going on here. The hottest day is coming. The hottest day. Did you hear that? I don't know what day that is, but I don't care. Everybody's talking about the hottest day is coming. All right, one more. Let's try one more time with Dan Schumann. Dan, you there? Dan? That's... Okay. That's that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's 8.39, and that's where I want to end for tonight. That's where I want to end. In fact, to end, I will do... We will go jump into Meditations by Marcus Aurelius.
jump into meditations. And I'm just going to go two random, two random points. Now let's get some more cruising the galaxy back on. What are we doing here? There we go. Two random points. Let's get this together. And then we're going to say our goodbyes. All right. What do we have here? Hmm. Oh, we've run. We've read this one before. We've read this one before, and I guess I guess I can read it again because it's actually very, very important to what we are doing tonight, as far as getting up and doing what you're supposed to do. At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, "I have to go to work." As a human being, what do I have to complain of if I'm not going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought into this world to do, or is this what I was created for—to huddle under the blankets? and stay warm. But it's nicer here, you might say. So were you born to feel nice instead of doing things and experiencing them? Don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants, the spiders, the bees going about their individual tasks, putting the world in order as best they can, and you're not willing to do your job as a human being? Why aren't you running to do what nature, your nature, demands? But we have to sleep sometime. Agreed. But nature set a limit on that, as it did on eating and drinking, and you're over your limit. You've had more than enough of that, but not of working. There, you're still below your quota. You don't love yourself enough, or you'd love your nature too, and what it demands of you. People who love what they do wear themselves down doing it. They even forget to wash or eat. Do you have less respect for your own nature than the engraver does for engraving, the dancer for dance, the miser for money, or the social climber for status? When they're really possessed by what they do, they rather stop eating and sleeping than give up practicing their arts. Is helping others less valuable to you? Not worth your effort? So there you go. Is it not worth your effort? I don't know. I think that's a wonderful one to get up in the morning and just get started. Get yourself a nice, tall glass of water, several, a liter of water, and all of a sudden you'll be like, you're wide awake. Let's see what else we have here. To shrug it all off and wipe it clean, every annoyance and distraction and reach utter silliness, other, utter, other stillness is child's play. If action or utterance is appropriate, then it's appropriate for you. Don't be put off by other people's comments and criticism. If it's right to, do, to, to say or do it, then it's the right thing for you to do or say. The others obey their own lead, follow their own impulses. Don't be distracted. Keep walking. Follow your own nature and follow nature along the road they share. There's a lot of that in here about um, not allowing other people to pull you off of your track, especially when it comes to both criticisms and compliments. Both criticisms and compliments, which are indifferent in themselves, you can only allow them to um, impact your your steady flow by allowing them to be internalized. And a compliment can be just as devastating as a criticism, to be honest, if not more, because a compliment can give some people a little sense of resting on their laurels. So you have to be very gracious, accept it, but keep yourself in line with your workflow whatever your work may demand of you okay that's enough for tonight tomorrow's another day it is wednesday over to the super chats let's just see if anybody left us any messages in the meantime 
Minnesota Cat says, I love the idea of leaving Beyond the Meat behind the dog food to rot as a form of protest. What else along those lines can you think of, Frank? The system has definitely hemmed our rebellion into manageable boxes. I, oh, I don't know. It's, honestly, it's the first time I heard of that method of protest that is a little bit more aggressive than just disassociating with the world and going into voluntary arrangements with people of like minds to create, as we're seeing all over the place, new banking practices, new payment processing, uh, new social media platforms altogether. There's been a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, We know that there's a lot of people in education and in medicine that are looking to create new avenues for people to go and improve their education or their health without having to go through any of these very politicized hospital systems. So we know that it's all happening. Um, And I have been so focused on that first form that I never even thought about other forms of protest that did not involve firebombing a building. Stostube again says, ah, an extra super chat. Shout out for Skip. Get well, brother. Many thoughts and prayers sent your way. So Skip, if you're still watching, there is another super chat, another wish. And let me tell you, Stostube represents a lot of people. Thousands of people. I get dozens and dozens of emails. So that is usually an indication of how far and wide this goes. Stostube. Thank you for everything tonight. Thank you, Minnesota Cat. Thank you, Alyssa, Captain Cast Iron. I will see you all tomorrow with bells on, of course. And as for everybody on Foxhole, thank you again. Thank you again. Texas for Trump says, fuck yeah, King. And um, and there you have it. A lot of people are rooting for King now to go there and do the good work that needs to be done to, to beat back the woke mob. And, of course, in, in a most effective and energetically appealing way. So, good night, everybody. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you for the evening. I'll catch you on the flip side. film of our live studio audience and now our super chatters well i just read them off let's do it again minnesota cat stostube Alyssa, captain cast iron and that is all for tonight thank you for all of your uh company your presence and tomorrow is another day i'm looking forward to it until then take care